Hi, and welcome to the Vancouver Life Podcast. This podcast is created to answer the most talked about questions when it comes to navigating the Vancouver real estate market. I'm your host, Dan Wartell, a licensed agent and accredited real estate investment advisor based here in Vancouver, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Dash. Hi, Dan. I'm also a local realtor, an exhausted father of two, husband of one, and really happy to be here. Let's get right into today's episode. Real estate prices are falling at $20,000 per month. And the question is, when will it stop? Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Vancouver Life Real Estate Podcast. Uh, I'm here with Dan today. Uh, he's not alone anymore. Um, and uh, we're going to talk stats, July stats, uh, with a very interesting stat that we just uh, ran with there. Um, the average price of real estate over the last three months has dropped by about $20,000 per month. And I think uh, the question is, is, is that going to continue or is that going to stop? Right. So before we actually answer that question, let's dive into the stats and uh, let's get an understanding of where things are at. I think that'll really help answer that question. So Dan, maybe let's uh, lead off with how sales are going. Okay, for sure. So sales volume, uh, about 3,300 homes sold in July. And this is about a 6% increase from July one year ago. Uh, but a bigger number and definitely what we want you to pay attention to. It's about 11.5% decrease in sales volume from just last month. Um, big drop. So it sounds like things are slowing down, but uh, let's go macro here. Sales are still 13% above the 10 year average. So we're seeing it. So so, yeah. Still doing pretty good. Generally speaking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 13% above a 10 year average, knowing that that is including, you know, the, uh, the heyday of 2016, 17. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. We're seeing strong sales volumes right into summer here. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, there's, it's kind of the tale of two stories again, where you've got what's happening month over month over month, and then, but backing out and looking at it from a macro level, uh, still quite a healthy uh, seller's market by all counts, by the sounds of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if we look at new listings, um, <clears throat> in July, 2021, we had 4,377 new listings. Uh, interestingly, though, this is uh, about a 26.5% decrease compared to July 2020, um, and about a 25.2% decrease compared to June 2021. And that's interesting because while we have prices decreasing, um, they're decreasing at about 11.5%, right? And then we're looking now month over month, that is. But when you look at month over month listings going down by 25%, you're going to start to see this price, I think, bottom out here, because this is telling us that demand is still stronger than what's available, right? Yeah. Um, so it's it's sales that are dropping the 11%, um, not prices. Correct. And then um, the new listings are 12% under the 10-year average. So there's a real discrepancy here about what's happening in sales volumes and new listings. So you can get an idea about where things are going here when we talk about inventory. Yeah, I mean inventory. So uh, nine thousand eight hundred and fifty uh, units on the market right now. Uh, that's an eighteen and a half percent decrease compared to July twenty twenty, right? And again, a nine point one percent decrease compared to June twenty twenty one. Yeah. So again, 
filling that uh, that storyline, that trend of um, decreasing inventory. Uh, prices have decreased, obviously, but now we're seeing you know a more aggressive decrease in inventory, which is going to stabilize that price correction, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd say inventory. Obviously, we're below the ten-year average here. Uh, the board, real estate board, doesn't really give out that stat. I'm sure we could calculate it over time, but looking at the major graph here, you can tell uh, inventory well below ten-year average. And, and uh, again, when there's when there's no homes to buy, it really dictates the forward-moving momentum of uh, of pricing. Yeah. So let's talk about my favorite stat, which is the sales to active ratio. Um, 33.8%, which is roughly the same as last month. Um, we often talk about, you know, you need about three months of any kind of particular stat doing something in order for you to realize there's a trend building. Uh, but having that now come out as the same as last month, um, which albeit is down from the high of 58% in March, but again, really building towards this, uh, this theme that, I think you're going to start to see a busy fall. <laughs> right. We saw three months of this ratio declining, right? Like, like Ryan just said, we peaked in March at 58%. It dropped significantly for three months, but the fact that it just kind of bottomed out and went flat in the month of July mm. at, you know, 33% well into a seller's market. If that's the kind of stabilization baseline is you know, and again, this is of course based on this super low inventory and, and above average sales. Um, we're going to maybe cruise through summer in a seller's market, leading into what looks to be this busy fall. So you know, these huge opportunities that I kind of uh, expected for our buyers here with um, with slower sales, they've kind of been negated by the much slower mm. new listings and inventory levels. Yeah, I think, you know, just anecdotally speaking from my own buyers, they're relatively frustrated uh, in terms of what's available on the market. Uh, there's just, there's a lot of overpriced stuff that really doesn't fit the bill. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if the quality of those listings improves uh, come the fall. I think they really will. Um, speaking to that a little bit, um, so many of the sellers that, that, you know, we're currently talking to were away in July. They went traveling. They were allowed to, so they took off. Um, and and same in August. You know, people are still going away, um, but I do think um, you know the conversations are becoming more and more uh, consistent. Uh, I'm speaking to more and more people. Uh, listings are getting prepared for September. Um, it's coming, right? And I know Dan touched on it on the, in the last pod where um, uh, pre-approvals from places like BMO and other mortgage groups are at their all-time highs. So we know that. Um, buyers are getting prepared for a busy fall. So if you're thinking of selling, uh, you know that's one situation. You should definitely be talking to us about that. Uh, but if you're going to be buying, you're going to need a strategy here. Uh, again, uh, another conversation to be had. Perfect. Well said. Um, breaking it down, the sales to active listings ratio by property types. Detached homes have come down uh, to 25.5%. They are wow. verging on a balanced market. Um, it's been four months of this ratio declining. And actually, it's the lowest it's been since January of this year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people that were maybe frustrated or, or outbid a few times in the detached market, it's a little bit calmer out there for that segment. And, uh, and that's a, 
also due in part to the rise in price, right? It's gotten so expensive too that I think a lot of people are now looking at different asset types, which kind of explains why townhomes are at 48%. (laughs) Yeah. So this is clearly the current uh, highest sales to active listings ratio well into a seller's market. And uh, like Ryan mentioned here, people that were maybe priced out of detached, the next home style they're going to look at is a a townhome, right? Either like your half duplex, triplex, row home, that type of thing, because it's got that similar feel. You do get a piece of land, you maybe get a backyard. Um, Mm -hmm. It did peak back in March at just under 80%, but is the front runner now at 48%. And um, again, to speak anecdotally here, uh, in our neighborhood, Ryan, we had a duplex go up just about three, four blocks from us here in like Kensington, uh, Cedar Cottage neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Brand new duplex, really nice. The half, uh, the back half was self-facing, great yard, listed for 1.8. It had something like 90 groups go through it in the first Unbelievable. week. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, listed for 1.8, sold for 1.95. Wow. Subject free uh, plus GST. So, so plus know, GST puts it at 2 million 50. Yeah. You're over for 2 million 50. bucks for, uh, for a half duplex in uh, kind of a night area now. Brand new. Which is nice one. Don't get us wrong. Nice. And it's about 1,500 square feet too. So yeah. this isn't a suited duplex or anything like that. It's got one parking stall as well. Uh, covered parking, that is. You know, we're talking over $1,300 a square foot, which is a very strong number for sellers in this marketplace when it comes to townhomes and half duplexes. I think, you know, we've been talking about for some time now how, you know, single family homes have gotten so expensive that buyers are going to be looking for alternatives. They want to stay in the city. They want to stay in those neighborhoods. Um, but you know, the, the cost of a single family home now is getting, it's getting really high, right? So they're looking for alternatives. And, and even those alternatives are becoming very expensive, but they're just not making any more land. And it's difficult to densify in these areas, right? So Ultra uh, stuff. Um, yeah, looking to uh, apartments now. Interestingly, with detached and townhomes both seeing a four-month decline in the ratio, uh, condos were the only one to see an uptick last month. Um, 36% is the ratio there. Again, well into seller's market. Um, or sorry, we're 37.5% down. Oh, like I'm totally blowing this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a 36% last month. Now it's yeah. 37.5. So it there you go. my apologies. Yeah. Um, again, well down from uh, the high of 61% in March. That's a huge um, number. Though, though very interesting to see the demand in the condo segment of the market uh, actually kind of um, increase in July. I wonder if that's due in part to uh, a couple of factors. One, um, you know, we had um, a number of people that were in the suburbs that kind of sold out of the suburbs and actually moved towards the city uh, for school, uh, particularly for for post secondary education, um, because universities are opening up again. Um, you know, people are trying to get closer to the schools because, uh, for obvious reasons. So it's interesting. A lot of those major schools are, are in the, the dense parts of of the city. And uh, I think we're going to see a little bit of a resurgence here in, in the downtown market and, and the uh, surrounding areas. I think um, you're, you're absolutely right. And we also had a client who, uh, because they could work from home, moved uh, out to Coquitlam, bought a nice half duplex, lots of bedrooms, lots of extra office spaces. Uh, they've gotten the call 
The call being, guess what? Offices reopening, you need to come in. And they're like, that is actually a hell of a commute. We don't <laughs> want to do that. So they are looking to sell and move closer to their downtown office. Can't yeah, be the only I, story like that out there, right? We're going to start no, to see more of this. I, I totally agree. I think that that's going to be more common. Uh, I think there was a big um, desire and a big shift during COVID for people to get more space. We've talked about that endlessly. But I, I do think that that might have been over... Uh, some people were overzealous with that. And now uh, reality is coming back and people are inoculated. It's time to go back to work, all that kind of stuff. Right. So anyhow, let's talk uh, days on market. Um, Last month we were looking at uh, uh, 10 days. Is that correct? Uh, 13 was uh, July. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah. And then the month before that was 10. So just a, uh, I would say a minute uh, increase, uh, almost negligible uh, at this point. Um, you know, comparatively, uh, this is uh, April and May was the lowest in, in recent history. And the highest by comparison, just so you know, was about 65 days on market. And that was just after the Great Recession. Recession, yeah, oh eight, oh nine. So yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it is trending upwards, which I think maybe is the thing to pay the most attention to. You know, we bottomed at eight, like Ryan said. It's increased to ten. Now we're at thirteen. Um, you know, it doesn't sound like a big number, but at least it's trending the right way in the sense that not everything is blowing out. Literally, the first week on market, um, you've got <laughs> an extra five days now of options for the average house, not to make light of it. But again, uh, yeah. it is coming off an all-time low here. Keeping in mind, 10-year average though, around 23 days. So clearly we are well below that. So still a tight market. Still as a buyer, you're acting fast. As a seller, you can expect to sell in under two weeks. Yeah. Okay, Dan, let's talk about price. It's everybody's uh, reason for being here. Yes. Um, so uh, I know this is your favorite one. So let's jump into it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, three different price categories to look at, right? And and this is why we like to bring you this data. We don't just talk about one. Uh, we give you all three so you can really kind of... Uh, be a little bit more educated and understand how prices are happening in different segments and different styles of how we analyze this. Um, The big one, the one you're going to hear from the real estate board all the time is the HPI. Um, Currently, the average home in Vancouver, $1,175,500. We are up almost 14% from a year ago on average, but this is virtually unchanged from last month. It's really one of the first times we have seen the HPI price not increase since about November of 2019. Wow. Yeah, there was a couple of flat months largely induced by the pandemic and the shutdowns, but this is the first sort of fully open market post-vaccine house price index price to remain flat month over month. Hmm. Now, Interesting. interesting story for sure, but not the whole story. So... We talked about prices going down $20,000 a month. So if HPI has been going up and flat, what are we referring to? Mostly the median and average prices. So median price just clocked in at basically $860,000. This is down $62,000 in the last three months where it peaked at $921,000. That's a 7% drop in three months. And similarly... The average home price, average, $1,151,700, 
down $61,000 since April at uh, $1.212 million, or about 5.3%. Very big indicators. Um, HPI is generally a lagging indicator and also one that takes sort of a bigger picture and sort of most um, predominant sales activities into perspective, right? They run it through their algorithm and they basically say what's kind of the more realistic, I would almost call it, feel on the ground. But it is pulling, of course, from median and average. And with both of those dropping for three months straight, I feel quite strongly that we're going to see a, a downward price in HPI for the month of August. Mm-hmm. The question is, is, will it continue into the fall? And I am not convinced at this point that it will. I feel, again, though, we've talked about why. We feel that people are away. The focus right now isn't really on real estate. But as we creep through August, it will it will begin to... Well, it's already happening. It will begin to uh, become busier, right? The thing, like Dan said, though, is uh, are these numbers, these indicators are lagging indicators. So there's, it's not a forward indicator, right? That's why, that's why we kind of look at... Um, Days on market and and the sales to active ratio those kind of help a little bit more with uh, forward looking momentum. Anyhow, that being said, let's break down these averages into asset classes. So, looking at detached homes, um, we actually saw one thousand and fifty sales, uh, and that is a six point three percent decrease uh, from July twenty twenty. Uh, the average price of a detached home right now one point eight oh one million which is a staggeringly high number. Uh, That's 21% higher than July 2020, roughly unchanged from June. Looking over at condos now, uh, about 1,660 condos sold last month. uh, And sorry, from a, yeah, sold last month and about a 19% increase from one year ago. Hmm. Average condo price, $737,000. Also understandably up from a year ago, about 8.5% and uh, pretty much flatlined from just last month. It actually saw 0.1% decrease. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So let's look at townhomes. Uh, Townhomes, again, um, this is the smallest class of of, um, uh, assets here at 610 uh, units sold. Um, this is a half percent increase compared to July uh, 2020. So kind of on pace there. Um, price, uh, the average price of a townhome, $950,000. Uh, that's a 16.7% increase from July 2020 um, and a 0.3% increase from June. So um, trending in a seller's market for sure. Definitely. We uh, like taking a look at the high-end market in Vancouver because there's a lot of it here. Uh, When we look at the amount of homes sold over $5 million last month, there were 26 of them. Uh, Three of those were over $10 And looking at this year, there have been 34 homes in GVRD that have sold over the $10 million price point. And that's a public sale. That's MLS sale. Wow. Wow. That's averaging more than one a week. Holy cow. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of confidence in that market. There's a lot of wealthy people putting a tremendous amount into Vancouver real estate right now. 
It's a um, really fun story though. Tell them yeah. about the really big one. So the <laughs> highest recorded sale price ever in Vancouver happened last month. Uh, it was for a point gray, five bed, 12 bath home. Uh, 12 baths. Well, 12 baths. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a 22,000 square foot home. Holy. <laughs> listed for 58 million. Uh, it actually sold firm for $42 million. That is like, what is that? That's like 4 million bucks a bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) One way to look at it. Uh, Anyhow. Um, Again, those are some staggering numbers. Yeah. It it just, it kind of dictates what is happening with uh, the confidence in people that are high net worth individuals in this area and and moving forward. And, And of course, everything that they're buying at these price points, Uh, are detached homes on good chunks of land, predominantly in uh, Vancouver West and West Vancouver. Do you think that, Dan, that's because they're acutely aware of the fact that um, the city of Vancouver is really not making single family a priority to buy or to build anymore? I think that's, I think that could be part of it. I think the other side of it is, is, um, you know, people that can afford homes above 5 million, I think over the course of the pandemic uh, have done quite well. Um, you know, both in the stock market and, and potentially in their business if they pivoted it correctly. Um, and I think we're seeing some of the results of that right now. Absolutely. These, these kind of financial decisions, you know, they're not throwing darts in the dark here, right? These people have um, <laughs> financial advisors and, and tremendous sort of mastermind groups that are advising accordingly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it only takes a quick look at the history of Vancouver real estate sales or prices rather to kind of say, look, this is obviously um, an area that is very well protected. The future economic growth is incredibly strong, and especially with detached homes, which is a shrinking commodity in an area that is having ever more growing demand, it seems like a very safe asset play, and you can also mm-hmm. live in it. You know, So you can live in a very beautiful home, and look, if this is going to be a generational wealth type of uh, property, holding on to a property in Vancouver's west side, maybe closer to UBC for the next 50 years, yeah. You know, uh, there, there's very few people I think that are going to say that thing is that land at a minimum is going to be worth less than it is today. Correct. Yeah, I, I feel that's definitely the case, and honestly, I, I think that's likely the case with with most of the land in the GBRD. Um, this just we're 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 landlocked here, and you know, you can't go west. You got water. You can't go south. You got the border. You can't go north. You've got the mountains. You can go east for some degree, um, but. Even even then, you know, we've seen tremendous growth in in the Fraser Valley too, and you know, I wouldn't even say this time last year, but about just over a year ago, you could buy a house in Maple Ridge for under nine hundred thousand dollars, and that's just never going to happen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are one, 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 two now. Yeah, exactly. So, anyhow, I mean, um, you know, overall, I think what we're talking about here is low supply continues to be a theme and fundamental issue in Metro Vancouver. Um, sales are above the uh, 10-year averages, um, def- despite maybe going through about a three-month, four-month decline here. I think it's going to be temporary. Um, and I think we're really setting up for a very strong fall market. Yeah. All markets, all cycles rather, are going to peak. They just do. So we saw that peak happen in March. We are seeing it pull back to still well above 10-year averages, but it's a pullback. Um, and like Brian said, you know, with a with a low inventory environment and yet 
people, I think that we had more sellers back out of the market last month than we saw buyers. It's uh, the, the forward looking demand is quite immense. Again, we know the mortgage pre-approvals are already in place. So I think um, I fully agree with Ryan here. Fall is going to be hyperactive. And um, if you are thinking about buying or selling, it takes very unique strategies right now to win on both sides. So please get a hold of us. If it's something you're thinking about doing, we'd love to walk you through how you can be most successful in this specific market. And if you've listened this far, thank you very much. Hit that subscribe button uh, so you don't miss the next update, especially if you're thinking of buying or selling. Anyways, guys, thanks a lot. We'll, um, we'll see you again next week. Thanks so much. That wraps up this edition of the Vancouver Life Podcast. For more information on this podcast and to access a ton of free downloads, investment opportunities, current market info, and homes for sale, you can find it all at www.thevancouverlife.com. Thanks, and we look forward to bringing you more podcasts about Vancouver real estate.